the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Lindsay Barnett. The London Free Press Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again. I'm your host, Lindsay Barnett. I am joined once again by London Free Press sports reporter, Ryan Payette. Ryan, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. I can't believe the OHL season's right around the corner. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited to chat with you. Last week, we were able to catch up about our beloved uh, London majors. And I, I got to give them a quick shout out before we get going here, talking about the Knights and the OHL season. Uh, IBL champs amazing uh it was long overdue 46 years congratulations very well deserved to the majors but now we're kind of shifting gears i was going to say i love the month of october probably more than any other month in the year and there's multiple reasons for that we've got halloween we've got thanksgiving and probably my favorite all the return of hockey so london nights home opener happening here friday night against the owen sound attack there's been a lot going on behind the scenes, though, in the past week with trades. There's been a lot of moving and shaking. Uh, just give me like a little bit of a brief overview, overview of what's been happening. Yeah, a lot of teams have been kind of paring down the roster and you know, uh, filling holes that they, they, they suspect they might have. And I think that what the Knights looked at was they were a little bit young down the middle. Sean McGurn's played very well. He's He's been a you know, a two-way guy in the league, he, that, that's what he's going to do, like a shutdown kind of center. But um, the Knights went out and, um, you know, one of their favorite trading partners, the Flint Firebirds, uh, they picked up Cody Morgan, uh, a 20-year-old. So he's been in the league a long time. And the Knights have, uh, they, they started this year with three overage spots available. You can play three, right, at, in each game. And those are the 2001 borns this year. And so they brought him in. And um, he's really going to, he can score in this league. And he's one of those veteran gritty guys that's going to make a real impact on the team and the kind of players that the the Hunters love. He was a, he's a very high draft pick um, in his draft year, um, first rounder by Kingston and uh, moved around a bit, but um, here's a chance here in in his last year to really make an impact with, um, you know, one of the marquee franchises uh, in the league. And so the, you know, they have the wingers in Antonio Stranges and uh, Luke Evangelista. And now uh, they got uh, a couple guys up the middle with a little bit of experience uh, for those guys to play with. Is there any kind of sense, and this is wildly unfair because game one hasn't even happened yet. They did pretty well um, in preseason play, winning four games. Um, is there any kind of sense of what we can expect from the Knights this season and how well that they'll do? Well, if, if it's anything, like everything's up in the air this year, but if it's anything like the usual London Knights season um, from the from the past 15 or 16 that I've covered, um, they're, they're going to probably start a little slow. Um, you know, maybe I, I don't think you'll see them win 10 in a row. I'd be shocked by that. But they start out a little slow. They get used to Dale Hunter's system. And then the young guys come along and everybody, everything kind of gels. And then by you know, Christmas time, they, they look like a contender. And that that's kind of the way it's been. It's kind of like a, a recipe that gets baked. And by the end, you got a pretty nice, uh, you know, uh, result there. And, and that's usually the way they do. They're, they're usually a much better second half team than they are in the first. 
Um, one of the things that that could get them going here early as they figure out the, the defensive side of the puck is that they got the best goalie in the league and Brett Brochu. Uh, I don't think anybody would argue with that. There, there are a couple of good goalies in the league this year, but he's um, been to World Junior Camp. He's, uh, he reminds me of Michael Hauser. Uh, he's he's a, a bit of a smaller version of Michael Hauser in the fact that, you know, here's a guy that's got overlooked again in the NHL draft and he still has that fire and he fights for every puck. And I wouldn't be surprised um, to see him play a lot of games this year. Uh, Michael Hauser played 62 in his last year, 62 to 68. And I wouldn't be surprised if Brett Brochu, you know, plays 55, 60 games as well this year. I know when we chatted in the spring about the OHL season, um, there was a lot of uncertainty because there was still a lot going on with spikes of COVID cases. Um, is there any kind of sense of nervousness from the players? Because this things are kind of really starting to feel back to normal. We're seeing capacity limits increased. Uh, the season is going ahead. Um, is What's the vibe from the players and even the coaching staff about this season? Because this is kind of the first season since the pandemic started that's going to feel the most normal right yeah I think that I think what the preseason did was it got everybody used to what this kind of new normal will be and I I think the sense I get from the players and and and, uh, the ownership and and management is that they they really are anxious to see they're 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 used to 9,000 people in the building and they, they played in front of you know a couple hundred there in the scrimmages and they played against uh, a thousand for most of their most of their preseason, and then at the end they got the, they got the jump on on the, on the same night that the majors played game five. They 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 got the jump to half capacity. So uh, to to a man, the players are like, I can't wait to play at the Bud when there's when there's a lot of fans in there, and you know I've been in the Bud when it's been, you know you can kind of look at the is it half full or is it half empty, but you know, we're used to 9,000 people. So it's going to be a different kind of sounding environment. But I, I think 4,500 is still fourth or fifth best in the entire OHL as an average, right? So it, it'll still be a pretty good atmosphere. And I think that's what everybody's saying. The nervousness of, you know, are, are we going to have someone test positive for COVID is, is kind of behind them. It's more of a confidence and an excitement that, hey, we're going to get to play in front of our fans again and we want to show them what we got but the other thing is all these players they're still they're going to school and they're doing their extracurricular stuff and they know to they they've been it's been drummed in their head you still have to be careful if you want to have a season if there's an outbreak you see what happened with vancouver canucks last year you know things get shut down so you have to be careful i i think a, a society as a whole if you're worried about uh the london knights right now you know causing some sort of covid problem i i think that's far down the list uh, of things. I, I think these kids are very disciplined. They, they missed the hockey. They, they, they missed the playoffs and then they missed a, a full season. They don't want to do anything to jeopardize their season. They're not going to take any risks. I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's going to be the case. Yeah, no, I agree. And as far as fans in the stands too, I think it's great that capacity was kind of upped. Austin Matthews, notorious for a quote that he made last year when no fans were allowed at Scotiabank Arena saying, it's a different vibe in here playing with silence. You got to kind of create your own energy. 
And I'm curious to see kind of how the nights, because the bud does get loud, like those games, Friday night games, the, the games get loud. So I'm kind of curious to see, in your opinion, is there one specific team that the Knights will struggle the most against this season? Is there somebody we should be keeping an eye on? Well, I'm really excited because for the past five or six years, the, the traditional rivalries with Kitchener and Windsor have kind of been, the, the Knights have kind of beat them all the time. And, you know, kind of own them, I guess you'd say. And so, you know, the, the, the top rivals of the Knights have been Guelph and Owen Sound and, and, and you know, Erie when Connor McDavid and Alex DeBrinkett were there. Those were kind of the chief rivals. Now I think we're going to see a return this year of those traditional rivalries with Kitchener and, and London slugging it out playing 10 times, uh, 10 times this year. And they're both very good teams. And Windsor, I think, is going to, duke it out not only with the Sioux in the West division, but with London for the top of the conference. And, you know, I just think it's a better OHL when Windsor, London and Kitchener are, you know, three of the top drawing and, and, you know, what you'd say marquee franchises are at the, are at their, their top level and at their peak. It, it's a, it's a great rivalry. I remember so many playoff series over the years between those three teams and going from, 9,000 in London to 7,000 in Kitchener or 6,000 in Windsor. And I, I, those teams have not had quite had the success that they've enjoyed previously in the earlier in the decade. And I, I you know, with the Taylor Halls and, and that sort of thing in Windsor, Ryan Ellis, I, I'd love to see that come back. And I think we do have a chance here this year for, for, for those three teams to be at the top. And they, they all did very well. Um, it, it, with their player management and their scouting during the pandemic. I thought those those three teams did an excellent job. Absolutely. As far as Friday night's game against Owen Sound, um, what are you, and again, nobody's got a crystal ball, but what are you kind of expecting to see specifically out of this game? Do we think we're going to have a, a win for the home opener? <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's almost like a 50. I've seen wins. I've seen losses on, on those home openers. I've seen, the Knights play terrible, like lose five, nothing and get shut out, but then like come back and win five or six in a row. Um, you, you just know the London Knights don't, don't like to lose on Friday night. They, they put everything they can in that's their showcase game to, to winning that game. Now they're, they're a little banged up. Um, Evangelista's coming back. He missed the whole preseason with a shoulder injury and, and Antonio Stranges, I talked to him. And he, he said, I, I can't play this weekend. I, I've got a shoulder injury. He, he heard in the rookie tournament in Traverse City um, with the Dallas Stars. So those are, that's, that's two-fifths of your power play there, right? So, you know, Owen Sound always comes in and they're going to have a solid team too. They're, they're going to have a hardworking team. And, and we'll see. I think it'll be a lot like the preseason. It'll be, it'll, it'll be a tight game. And I think if you look at those exhibition games the Knights played, a lot of them were decided in the third period and then went to a shootout and that sort of thing. So I'm particularly interested, not, not so much in the Knights' offensive side of the puck, but to see what they got on the back end and, and how they handle it. They got, they got some young D, they got some big D, um, but not a lot of experience uh, on defense. And, and that usually, that, that's a big pillar of, of winning in the OHL is taking care of your own end. And they got Brochu to help them with, you know, any mistakes that are made, they got him. But you can't, um, you know, you can't play in your whole in your own end the whole night. They got to be able to move the puck out, and I, I think that'll be an interesting part of the game. The other thing is um, that the younger you know, the younger forwards, the, the Colton Smiths and the Landon Sims and the Brody Cranes, 
guys we've kind of heard a lot about throughout camp here. Uh, Denver Barkey, the first pick this year, had seven points in the preseason. I, I think these are guys that this is that these are the the forming the nucleus of the of the Knights teams to come. And I think the Knights, no matter what happens this year, I think there's a an incredible future here um, around some of these age groups, to 0405, and and you know we're going to see some Memorial Cup uh, challenges here uh, real soon. But if they can get a reminds me of like a decade ago with the Rupert twins and, and, and Chris Tierney and, and those guys, if they can, if they can get a head start and, you know, win a league championship that no one expected, that would be, uh, that'd be really something. Yeah. It'd be pretty magical. You made a really good point. Games are won and lost surrounding defensemen in the O. So curious to see um, just quickly, cause we're running out of time as far as traveling and schedules go um, what's happening just because of the pandemic. Cause there was a lot of talk of, um, limiting travel obviously still yes yeah, so th- th- there is obviously uh for people who don't know um most of the games are inside the conference this year so if you're like a team like london they're only going to play the western conference for um oh, that's it there's a couple of crossover games like yuri's got some games with niagara who's in the east and, and that sort of thing uh sudbury and the Sioux. but uh they're trying to limit travel they're trying to reduce the number of hotel uh hotel nights in a hotel and nights and rest are, you know, eating meals in restaurants and that sort of thing. So that's one, that's one um, interesting thing. The other thing is the border, of course, right? So uh, the American border. Now, word coming out of the league office and the government is that they're going to be, the, the, the team franchises are going to be considered um, essential, uh, kind of essential workers, and they will be able to cross the border. And so that's, that's really exciting because, um, for the first month, it's okay. Uh, the three American teams, Flint, Saginaw, and Erie, will all play each other, um, which probably get a little boring, but that's the way it is until November. And then um, the Canadian teams are gonna, or the Ontario-based teams are going to start going across, and it looks like they're getting the thumbs up to do that, which is uh, a real positive sign because, man, the schedule would have got messy if, if that wasn't allowed. No kidding. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Ryan, thank you so much again for your time. Your insight, always invaluable. I really appreciate it. I look forward to catching up with you again once the season's kind of underway and the ball's rolling, or I should say the puck's going down the ice. Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, If you're enjoying the London Free Press podcast, don't forget you can subscribe. We are streaming Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Apple. We are on YouTube. We are over at lfpress.com. And by the way, if you're over at lfpress.com, tons of great stories to catch up on. There are lots going on in the city as per usual. We will be back again next Thursday with another edition of the London Free Press podcast. Until then, stay well.